another. I can't get a break. Right? And, and, and we keep on going through this process, and it seems like that it's disappointment after disappointment. I'm not talking about a bad hair day. I'm not talking about something that can be fixed uh, that is just temporary, but I'm talking about that days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and months turn into years. And there's something inside of you that begins to die. There's something inside of you that your hope begins to wane and you begin to wonder, is there ever going to be a better day? Is there ever going to be a breakthrough? Amen. When your days turn into weeks and your weeks turn into months, amen, many people that you've even asked to pray with you have seemingly given up and moved on to something else while you are still stuck in this situation. While you are still fighting and struggling and warring with it and saying, God, when is it going to happen? Amen. Have you ever been there? I've been there myself. Amen. In everyday life and in spiritual life. Amen. I've done what I know to do. I know that God has given me directive on it. I know that it, uh, that God has spoken in my spirit. Because you see, there's, there's some things that, that I'm not good at. But one thing I've got going for me, I can hear God when he speaks. And he does speak. And so I know that God gives me directive. And yet, in the midst of doing what I know is the perfect will of God, there is opposition, there are circumstances, there are things going on in the life and uh, rebelling against that will, that place, that plan that God has spoken to me that causes me to begin to say, God, when are you going to show up? Is this going to turn around? Is this going to happen the way that you said it is going to happen? I know that there are some folks that say, well, it just must not be the will of God or you wouldn't have any opposition. There's a Greek word for that, baloni. Amen. You'll get that later. Just get the tape. You'll get it. But the reality is that when you begin to do the perfect will and plan of God for your life, get ready for opposition. Get ready for difficult times. Because the enemy is not going to allow you just to just sashay into your plan and the purpose that God has ordained for you. Because most of the time the enemy has more confidence in you than you have in yourself. And he understands like Joseph, if you ever get to where you said you're going to go, that there is no stopping you when you get there. And so he's got to stop you before you get there so that you don't rise up and do what you said you're going to do. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you that he comes to cause discouragement. He comes to cause you to feel as though that you are disappointed in the outcome. Amen. I have prayed about personal decisions and made the best plans that I can make only to be disappointed. Is it okay if I'm real? There is a lot that I don't understand. I don't understand why that God we serve could turn a thing around in a moment, but chooses not to. I don't understand why that he would speak a thing in this, this season of my life and then cause me to wait another season of my life for it to be fulfilled. David. Huh? Looks like I need to preach there a little bit. 
David had three anointings upon his life. He was anointed at 15 years old to be the king of Israel. But yet he had to go through the process of knocking all the stuff out of him. Knocking all of David out of him. Causing things to shift and to turn in his life so that when he got to where he was going, that it would no longer be David, but it would be God living through David. Amen. He was in training for reigning. And it took that process for him to get to where God wanted him to go. I tell you today that I don't like that. I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like it whenever I hear it, when I feel it, when I see it in my spirit. And yet it takes this process in the natural to get there. But God knows best. I said God knows best. If, if, if we, it was within ourselves and we could achieve it in ourselves, then we would look back over our lives and say, I am all of that. And I did it myself. But you see, everything in your life has to go through the Lazarus process. Everything in your life that you is worth living for has to go through the Lazarus process. It has to go through the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Amen. And when you think that you've, you've heard it, you've received it, and then it dies, they bury it, but then only God can resurrect it. And whenever God resurrects it in your life, you know that it wasn't you that did it. It wasn't your a club that did it. It wasn't you and somebody, but it was God working through your life that caused you to become all, be all, and do all that he ordained for you to do. Hallelujah. Oh, come on and give him some kind of praise here today. When I pray and I seek God and do everything that I know to do, and yet it doesn't turn out the way that I think it's supposed to turn out, the way that it's supposed to happen, I get discouraged. My hope of it ever happening begins to wane. And my disappointment causes me to redirect my energy in another direction. No longer am I going after this with such passion and believing. But now I am redirecting my passion and my focus, my energy on something else. Right? And offer the plan of God. And therefore, it makes the process longer to come to pass. Right? God didn't change his mind. It's just in the midst of the process, I've got to get where he can do what he said he was going to do. Or other people have got to get where God said they need to be so it can happen. Being in a place of unrelenting disappointment and becoming heart sick is a very dangerous place to be. When you lose hope, friend, you're in trouble. That's the reason why the number two killer among Americans today is that of suicide. It's because they have lost hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And whenever people don't have Christ in their life, what else do they have to hope in? When everything seems to be taken away, when it seems that your hope is gone. Amen. You're in trouble when you don't have any hope. Why? Because Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 said, Our faith is the substance of things 
hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. If you don't have a hope, then faith has nothing to lend itself to. And if you don't have a hope, then that word substance there means ground or confidence. When you lose your confidence in your faith, when you lose confidence that the hope can come to pass, it is then that you give up on your purpose, you lose your hope, amen, and faith has nothing to agree with. Amen. But I want to tell you that when you have a hope in God, when you have a hope against hope, even though it may seem that it's tarried, even though it may seem that it's been a long time now, even though it may seem that, that it's never going to come to pass, but don't lose your confidence. Don't lose your hope. Amen. Because as long as you have a hope, you have something for faith to lend itself to. Amen. And whenever you have faith and hope working together, even though your circumstances around you may look difficult and bleak. I'm telling you that it is your faith with your hope that will bring that thing to pass in your life if you'll just hold on to your substance, if you'll hold on to your hope. Amen. Darkness can only endure for a time, but joy is going to come and it's going to come with your hope attached to it. Hallelujah. You lose your confidence and the enemy will prey on your mind and begin to beat you down until you give up on the very thing that God wants to be in your life. If you're not careful, you'll walk away a day too early. If you're not careful, you'll give up a moment too soon. If you don't give, if you're not careful, you'll give up Instead of praying one more time and breaking those strongholds that come over your life. Amen. There was a Shulamite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 14. The Bible says there that so he said, we, you know the story perhaps where that uh, the man of God comes by and she builds a house, uh, a place on her house, right? It made room for him. There's all kinds of metaphors and, and spiritual things there, shadows and types that we won't go into. But she builds a room onto the house for the man of God and uh, takes care of him. Every time he comes by that way, he stays in that place and he looks at his servant and asks him, Gehaza, what can we do for her? And he said, well, I, I realize there's no toys in the front yard. Her husband's getting old. And she don't have any children. And she, he went and told, said, bring her to me. And in verse 16, he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord. Man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elijah had told her. Her heart was to have a child. Her heart was to have a son, to carry on the family name. But her heart hope had been deferred for so long that she would rather live with the mentality, I'm never going to have a child. Then she would for her hope to be raised up again, only to be let down again. 
And she looked at the man of God and said, no, don't even go there. I can't handle it. I can't deal with it. My hope has been broken. There's nothing left for me to believe for. Amen. But somewhere along the line, in the midst of it, I believe that faith began to rise up in her heart again. Even though that she understood that her husband was old, even though that she understood that she had uh, worked and she had tried and she had prayed and she had believed before, but now hope rises one more time to believe God to do something in her life. I believe there's a lot of Christians today in that same place because of the days that have gone by, because of now the days, the weeks, the months, the years that you have already said in and you've still got a smile on your face. You're still saying amen and glory to God. But deep down inside of you, you have given up on the hope that God placed in you. The word of God that is over your life that said you can do greater. I came today in the spirit of God to stir up the gift of God in you one more time. I've come today to release a word into this house and tell you, you don't have to settle for mediocrity. You don't have to settle for what has been, but stir up that hope again. Stir up that faith again. Rise up in the name of the Lord and dare to believe the word of the Lord over your life. She said, I'm heart sick. Don't get my hopes up again. But she dared to believe even in her husband's old age that somehow Faith was going to meet her hope. And a child was going to come out. Glory to God. I want to tell you that if you'll mix your faith with your hope, you'll get pregnant. Amen. I said if you mix your faith with your hope, you'll get pregnant. Why? Because the word of God is alive. And your spiritual womb may seem like it's dead and it's already over, but I'm telling you today, if you'll stir your faith with your hope, amen, your spiritual womb will come alive and you'll begin to develop, you'll begin to grow, you'll begin to give birth to some things in your life that you felt like was already dead and gone. Amen. Somebody needs to hear that. That's not in my notes. Amen. I said somebody needs to hear that. Hannah, in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 15, the Bible said, And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Hannah was being taunted, right, by Another lady that every time she went and laid with her husband seemed like she'd come up having another baby. And Hannah over there just saying, give me one child. Give me one. And the Bible said that, that her womb was shut up. And she goes to the house of God and begins to pray. And, and her hope is hurt, empty. She, she is sorrowful in spirit, right? Her, her hope is nearly gone. But she's up in the house of God wailing 
amen, and believing and asking God, God, give me the desire of my heart. Give it to me. It was in such a manner that, that the priest had not seen this kind of desperation in a long time. It was in such a way that, that you know, we, it, and it reminded me of us today because we got like to be all cute and pretty. We, we like to, bless me, Jesus. But this girl, she wasn't worried about even what the priest was going to say. She wasn't worried about if anybody else was in the, in the house or not. She was over there wailing out before God and saying, God, I don't have anything else to bring this hope to but you. And I, I'm, 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 going, I'm almost there. My heart is sick. It's, it's, this hope has been deferred for so long. But I'm calling on you now to do something in my situation. Amen. Amen. In First Samuel, Hannah's hopes was of having a child were nearly gone. But she was there saying, God, give me a child. Folks, I want to tell you that whenever God places something in your heart, you ought not give up on it so easy. Amen. Everything may come up against you. Every circumstance may rise. Situations may say it's never going to happen. But you've got to have a Hannah mentality that says, I'm going to get in the presence of God and I'm going to seek out the face of God. I'm going to call on his name until something turns around in this situation. Her desperation caused passion to come out and say, God, you told me that it's be fruitful and multiply. You're the one that said replenish the earth. Now I'm holding on to that and I'm expecting you to do something in my life. It's easy to give up. Anybody can quit. But it takes somebody with some kind of backbone, some kind of tenacity that'll rise up and say, I know that it doesn't look good. It takes a Caleb. Huh? I mean, no, he was 40 years old. When he got the promise to go in and possess the land. Huh? Are you walking with me? Talk about hope being deferred. But whenever he rose up and it was time to go in, they looked at him and said, Now, you know there's giants in that land. And I can see that spry old 85-year-old man. Said, Look at here, boys. I've already been in there and seen the giants. And I don't want some old lamb that you've already run the enemy out of because he said, I'm the same today as I was 45 years ago when I seen the promise. He said, I'm 85 years old today, but I'm still able to make war. I'm still able to go in and I'm able to come out. In other words, he didn't say, I'm just going to give it a good shot. He said, I'm going to win this thing. Hallelujah. And he said, I'm 85 years old, but I'm still well able to go into war and to come back out. And I'm not asking you to give me something. I'm asking you to let me go and possess the land. Because you see, he said, that's where I'm going to build my retirement pad. That's I'm not going to live in the valley, but I'm going to live on the mountaintop. And there is where I'm going to abide. I want to tell you today, don't be settling for a valley experience. Don't be settling for a hold to fort 
until he comes. But know today that God has something in store for you that is exceedingly abundantly above all that you're able to ask or even think. But you've got to hold on to your hope and don't allow it to be given away. In John chapter 11 and verse 20, the Bible said, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat in the house. Martha had a glimmer of hope. Mary's hope was already gone. Are you walking with me? But Martha let the cat out of the bag. She, she said, now you can read the story, probably most of you know it, but there before that, Jesus heard that his friend was sick. He tarries there, he doesn't leave. And then they say he's dead, and he says, good. Right? He said, I'm glad for their sakes. Because what they had in mind was that they had their hope was this that they had seen Jesus heal the sick before they had seen Jesus do the miracles before but they had never seen somebody raised from the dead and so their hope was gone Mary stays in the house. Martha runs out there and says to Jesus Lord if you would have been here my brother would not have had to die But Jesus had something in mind that they didn't have in mind. And that why? Because their hope was deferred. Their hope was that Jesus would come and heal their brother. But now their brother lays dead and so their hope is now dead. But Jesus said, I'm glad he's dead for their sake. But he is about to show them something that's going to blow their mind. Amen. Hope was gone, it was dead, it was placed into the grave, amen, and there, and yet in their minds they felt that their hope was dead, but Jesus comes and says there's still hope, hallelujah. But when the Bible said, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. When desire comes, it's a tree of life. You see, your heart can be sick, your heart can be heavy, it can feel like it's never going to change, but when desire comes into your life, you're not just going to sit there and be satisfied that this is the best that is going to happen. That's the reason why that Solomon knew that this, when desire comes, I'm going to be able to make it. When desire comes, the Shulamite woman says, I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to go get the man of God. Amen. And I'm going to believe that God is able to do something. I, I praise God when Hannah uh, gets desire, she desire comes and passion begins to flow in her and she gets in the altar and weeps before God until something takes place in the spirit world that manifests in the flesh. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you that when Lazarus was laying there cold and dead and turned blue and the shroud of death was over him, Jesus said, it's not finished yet. Glory to God. I want to tell somebody today that your hope may look dead. It may
may look like the trial of death is already over it and you have buried it and said the day has already been spent. But I come today to tell you as long as Jesus is in the inside of your heart, as long as there is desire in your life, you can raise up even though it may look dead, dormant, and done. The glory of God can rise in that situation. And if you'll lend your hope to the faith in God, God is going to raise up, amen, even dead situations. He will raise up when it seems like there is no way. He will cause hope to rise out of the ashes of yesterday and let you know that my Redeemer lives. And because He lives, I can live also. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, we need to have a hope today. It may be deferred. It may seem weak, but raise up in hope again and allow faith to arise in your heart and say now unto him that is able to be exceedingly abundantly above all that I'm able to ask or even think. Rise up and say all things are possible to them that will believe. And if you'll only believe. I said if you'll only believe. All things become possible unto you. So why be satisfied with yesterday? Why just hold on to Jesus whenever he's got something for you now? He wants you blessed now. Rise up in hope. Dare to believe and allow all things to be made possible to them that believe. Glory to God. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Your hope may be deferred. Your faith may be waning. But the Holy Spirit sent me with a word tonight, today. To not give up on your hope. But let your desperation push you to a place where that you dare to seek God one more time. Believe him one more time. Trust him again. And see if he won't turn it around. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word today. Thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. God, you've orchestrated this service today. You've prepared it. You've planned it. This word is from you this morning for people in this house that are heart sick. Their hope has been deferred. God, and wondering now, God, if it'll ever happen, they're teetering on the place of their faith. And God, they love you. But they're about to give up on some things that yesterday they believed you for. Years gone by, they knew that it was your will. But today they're left wondering because... The heart, the, the passion, the heart is sick with this delay. But today I'm asking you in this house, let a kindle, let the embers of faith rise again. Let us dare to believe like Hannah of old that you're able to do it today. In Jesus' name. As they sing this morning, if this word's for you, I want you to come.
I don't need to know what it's about. I don't need to know what situation you may be. If you want to tell me, those that pray with you, that's fine. But somewhere in your life, that hope has been deferred. Now your heart is sick. It would have been a bad thing if it would have stopped there. But I like conjunction words. It said, but when desire comes. I'm going to get out of this thing. I'm not going to give up on it. God's going to move. He's going to answer my prayer. God came through and he ministered and he wants to do it here today. If this word's for you, I want you to come today in the name of Jesus. desire in you today that desire is stirring in you today I want you to come amen there's got to be a passion there's got to be a burden there's got to be a something inside of you that says I know that there's more to God than this I'm going to dare to rise up and believe God for it again hallelujah come on today in the name of the Lord you don't have to worry and don't you Joy comes in the morning, troubles they don't last always, for there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away, and if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. Oh, with Jesus I can take it. With Him I know stand no matter what may come my way my life is in your hands though your tests and trials may seem to get you down and all your friends and loved ones are nowhere to be found remember there 
there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, Oh, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. Oh, with Jesus I can take it. With him I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life hands. Oh, with Jesus I can take it. With him I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. My life is in your hands. Oh, my life is in Don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Troubles, they don't last so 